0: Hello and welcome. This is Creatively Free, and I'm your host, Ariel Briggs. Today we're gonna to talk about minding the gap. And what gap am I talking about in particular? This is something that is near and dear to my heart as I have worked with the, the gap, uh, both in individual and group environments. And what gap am I talking about here? I'm talking about the gap between where you are and where you want to go. Talking about the gap between your felt sense of a future reality that you know, you have an inner knowing that is meant to become Some say this is destiny, some say fate, some say that there's no such thing. I certainly choose the path of meaning and and synchronicity and interconnection. And I have a deep inner knowing with my own soul that certain things are meant to be and certain things are meant to fall away. And I'm always playing a dance personally with my unique genetic code and DNA and all the influences that make up how I interact with the world. This also applies to the gap in organizations when they're going through some type of transformation. I work in tech design, so a real big one is digital transformation. and. This is how, you know, our whole world, the inertia of our world has been going of transforming huge, large organizations and small uh, to really move forward into this heavily technology driven uh, world where we're relying on technology for communication, for almost everything. It's, it's becoming pretty sci-fi around here already in 2020. Um, And so creating new realities in both scenarios involve, uh, you know, creating a vision for where you want to head. And I happen to personally have a lot of uh, spiritual gifting in terms of visually being able to see um, individual and company's potential fullest and highest potential and it used to really trip me up as to when when i would apply that vision and look at what could be why didn't it actually occur in certain cases and why did it in others and i've kind of distilled down the reasons as to why the gap can be achieved why you can reach it, you know, fulfill your highest potential, and why you or a collective group cannot. And also, I've discovered a, a clearing happening around old ways, old paradigms on how suffering has often been the instigator of of new ways of, of innovation of, you know, since the dawn of humanity it's we have a problem. We need to solve that problem with some type of innovative solution. And that's fine. I'm not saying that that has to not be. However, there's also opportunity that transcends problems that is a felt sense of, just joy of expression, of creating from a place of wonder, of pure potential, and not always knowing if it's gonna solve a problem yet. You know, just, this is what I describe as the difference between uh, design, I am in tech designing called the user experience designer, and the difference between designing for people and problems, and art. Art is the expression of of the soul of just creatively uh, moving through what wants to come through. And even in that world, many artists have described, it's very common for artists to create as a way to resolve trauma, suffering, work through emotions. There's really a, a, old agreement, a very long-standing agreement that suffering instigates a lot of creative expression. And I think that ties in to why we can't always meet the the futures that we want, uh, especially as shared agreements with others. Because not everyone wants to go down that, you know, really painful suffering path. Not everyone wants to do the hard, hard work that it might take to, to create new futures and new, new ways. And, and I think that there's an opportunity to transform how we approach minding this gap between what is now and what is, what is the potential for the future as we practice personal sovereignty, personal presence as we become more conscious observers and are able to, in any particular moment, pull in elements of what we desire more. I've actually written articles uh, in recent book publication and one of the exercises is thinking about either famous people or cartoon characters or any kind of archetypal character that maybe expresses aspects of non-suffering, hopefully, um, ways like play, like laughter, like confidence, power, all sorts of ways of being and pulling in those characters, embodying, becoming the actor, pieces of those, you know, expressions and ways and pulling that in and practicing them playfully with an air of, you know, not not knowing, being a beginner. Um, if we become capable of bringing that type of way into any scenario, we find that there's new ways of experiencing the same creational journey that we're on, either in our own individual or in a in a business setting, from a different lens, from a lens of play from a lens of curiosity, whatever it is we're trying to bring in. And so I'll give you some concrete examples that I've experienced recently. I'm currently working at a cybersecurity startup and there we have really an amazing and broad and vast vision And it's developed over time as things do at startups. The vision has been articulated well. And starting to showcase that and tell stories about what's possible brings some people along and creates a lot of fear and shutdown for for others. And so that's what I'm referring to is, is that we all have a different gauge around what would the experience of doing the work that would require be required to get to the vision that whatever our vision is what would that experience be like what how many people would it be would be required to create that vision in the world how many resources would there need to be you know money time energy all of the things that would be needed to to bring a vision to life and and some people find that that feels overwhelming when they think about, you know, their individual contribution to that, as well as just they don't they get lost along the way, and so I've been through many transformations both at organizations and then working with individuals in coaching, and it's the same experience. Me personally, for myself, I went into using my own vision. And setting this broad future for myself. And it scared me. <laughs> it was huge. And I didn't have any idea at the time when I did this exercise how of the how. And I also felt like I didn't know the next steps really. Like I didn't feel energized by the next steps. So, this particular vision that I'm sharing with you was to take one of my books, a fantasy novel that I had written, and to make it into an animated film that would be shown around the world. It's this beautiful, beautiful story of little underwater creatures that deliver sea glass and it has hero's journey and all of this wonderful stuff built in. And I really enjoyed the process, the creative process of writing that initial draft and being in the imaginal spaces. When I got to the, you know, visioning and looking at where I would take it and how I would get it there, I got blocked over and over and over. I would take some steps and then I would backtrack. And everyone's different. So everyone's going to have their different blocks and roadblocks to, you know, this gap experience. But what I learned from that experience, as well as these ones working with organizations and other individuals is... There are certain things that we all need to to really get behind and commit to our future, to our destiny, to our vision, and to make it concrete, to make it grounded, to make, you know, what magical things we pull from the ethers to be pulled down in and feel safe and, you know, transmit through our bodies and not just make us, you know, completely collapse because they feel too overwhelming or weighted. And so... Some of those things that I've discovered I want to share with you now. Story is definitely the first step. So we definitely need that vision and we need to start talking about the vision and, you know, looking for the people start to open to the potential. However, that's not enough because again like I said, we might get terrified of how to get there, we might not know how to get the funding or find the time or whatever it is. In order to retrain a path where there's an inertia already, you're going down this path and you need to go and pivot a bit, we need to create clear milestones and agreements with ourselves and hold, hold, have others that hold us accountable. But before, like if we can't even feel good about any of it, we can't really we'll self-sabotage. So an example um, on the same storyline that I was telling you, I went to a creativity conference, I got re-inspired, I thought to myself, I a graphic novel of this fantasy book, and that will be a, a great next step and I'll take that forward. And so I did, I, I made a commitment to work on this graphic novel every day. So I had a first draft that was a written book. Then I started writing the cartoon strips for the graphic novel every day until I finished that first draft. And then I felt complete and I felt drained and I felt, Just like the fun had just been completely taken out of the experience. So why? What was going on for me? Well, my creativity works a little different than others, but I really need play, not just discipline in my creative expression. And so, for example, you know, right now in this recording, I have notes that I'm referencing, but I need a free flow also. I've created a container and a structure but I need the ability to not feel like I'm totally, totally constricted and and, rest, and constrained to one, one format, a script prompt. And that's what I had created for that format that I had started going down. And it stripped the play and fun away. I think this is relevant to you know businesses that are on a path towards you know transformation or moving towards their business when they get too focused on you know plug and chug measurements you know no intuition no ways of playing no ways of being um, disruptive or creative within their workforce it's the same thing people lose their innate creativity their innate ways of expressing when they feel so boxed in to like tiny, tiny little milestones, constant little progress often. Not everyone, I can't speak for everyone. So I think it's it's also about the way that you're approaching the work. And if you lose that commitment, you know, a lot of folks say, too bad. This is your work. Keep going, do it. You know, and, and that hasn't worked for me, me personally. Um, always focusing on a suffering based commitment to a vision doesn't feel like the way I would want to live. That doesn't feel like a uh, destiny of joy and, and pride for me personally. So we, we have a lot to work through in terms of feeling states and personal commitments agreements and motivations essentially that that tie in a lot to that that commitment to continue forward towards a vision now i really like the the word devotion devotion implies a spiritual commitment to a vision But even that can be used to create a suffering journey, which many religion practices um, promote. So I'm not here to tell you that no suffering is required. I'm not telling you that, that there is no hard work or strain that is necessary at times to move forward, to clear the way, to really make strides towards a vision. However, I am saying that what's the point? What is the point of completely being in that space when we want to create a future, or at least I want to create a future, and and I would love for you to consider and inquire about this, where we feel well, well well-being, we feel joy, we feel play, we feel a lot of other experiences towards that vision, and along the way as well and what I really like you to consider is practicing strengthening your your muscles of being uncomfortable with looking at the future vision that you have being willing for it to adjust and sitting with what is real and true and feels good I've gotten to the point in my journey where I will always go back to a set point not not feeling good in terms of hiding or uh, shadow states that may pulling you into comfort but what feels good in terms of your soul's expression of satisfaction what what brings you a sense of personal pride in whatever work you do and if you don't have that and if you're not working towards some vision along that path what might what might you explore can you do journal prompts or work with a coach or a guide to better understand where am I going because because you can't really get to to any future point in your beingness or in an expression of that as an outcome unless you're clear with yourself around what you want to create and how you will be as you're creating towards that future. So I am in a constant dance. I have had a lot of clearing of what I consider sort of toxic, overworking behaviors that I am cultured into of doing more Doing, doing, doing and becoming a production machine as if I was still in the industrial age and we are no longer in the industrial age. We are in magic really and information age and there's so much more potential now to use our energy differently. And so I've been clearing out a lot of that in terms of how I step in to the future and and the the vision that I've set for my life. And it's a dance, it's a balancing act between being gentle with myself and not pushing. Everyone again has different shadow state tendencies that will kind of push you outside of what's care-based for your own pattern ways of being. So, consider that as well as, you know, in the moment when you are hitting a point when you are hit, feeling suffering, whether that's physical symptoms. I now call basically every physical symptom that I have an ascension symptom. And what I mean by that is that there's energy moving through me, especially if I have, you know, not an, I don't mean if there's like a bug or some kind of external illness. But if I have like certain levels of fatigue or some kind of symptom that comes out of nowhere in my experience at this point in life, I know that it's a, a message from my body telling me that something's out of alignment. It's symbolic. It has meaning. And so I work with those symptoms and I also work with basically understanding What makes me feel energized, alive, curious? And when I experience those moments, when I'm moving towards a vision that feel like suffering, somehow they aren't as high of a pull when I know that I am committed and devoted to a particular path forward. So again, it's going to be unique to every individual. But what I have found is when you can get to the underneath, the depth, the things beneath the fears that are creating discomfort that make you believe that it's not possible to get to your individual vision and realize that book being published or a new career path or finding your partner that you want or having a baby or creating poetry or making music, learning guitar, or you know, transforming a company into a new way of being or finding innovation that never existed before and testing it out and seeing it's real. All of these things are the same in the sense of we have to be comfortable in the unknown, We have to be willing to to transform our thought processes and approach, introduce play and curiosity, pull in different characters or ways of of access points of how we want to be when we're in different and unique situations, and use all those things to, to help us be able to move into a new personal way of being as we're creating that new future cuz that's what that's what it's all about in the end we think it's all about the outcomes and the business outcomes and becoming a leader or becoming a parent or whatever we think that's what we want we think that's what it's about but it's not it's about who we are willing to become and how we are showing up as we are creating any of those visions in the world